Hey everyone and welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred September First, I love films. I love sci-fi films, and I love the idea of going not only to the moon, but into space to explore and journey and discover. The idea has always been present, and I have always seen some iteration of it, but it wasn't until HBO's miniseries from The Earth to the Moon, 1998, that I saw and began to really feel a sense of excitement towards this. It filled me with a sense of awe and wonder, and it introduced me to one of the earliest filmmakers in the world. Georges Méliès was born in Paris in 1861, almost 30 years after the Great Moon Hoax. The arts seemed to be in his blood because Méliès soon found himself becoming a magician illusionist, and was drawn to the stage, including design and puppetry. Despite his father's intentions of him becoming a shoe salesman. And he did actually do that after his father retired, but he was also putting money aside. And with this new position, he was able to put aside enough money in order to buy the Robert Houdin Theater in Paris, after it was put up for sale in 1888. It was with this purchase that Méliès' life was forever altered because it was then that he made the switch to performer, a showman not unlike Houdin who performed his own illusions on stage. And that's how life was for him, dot dot dot, for a time. Life would once again change for Méliès in 1895 when the Lumière brothers showed up in Paris. Now, I hear what you're asking me. Who are the Lumiere brothers? Well, the answer to that is very simple. And please calm down, you don't need to yell at me. The Lumiere brothers were a pair of brothers who were also French inventors. Together they created early motion picture cameras and even the cinematograph projector. These two also made what is generally considered to be the first film, and while I did try to find the French pronunciation of it, I couldn't find it and did not want to risk mispronouncing it, so I'm just going to use the English version, Workers Leaving the Lumiere Factory. It doesn't sound as nice. One interesting thing to note, however, is that this film was made in 1895, while Fred Ott's Sneeze, which you might remember from a previous episode, came out in 1894. In order to show off these inventions, the brothers would go or send qualified operators to different cities where they would showcase footage as well as shoot new footage to be showcased. It was at one of these shows that Melier saw films and saw in them infinite possibilities. And so, in a tale as old as time, Georges Melier got a camera and built a studio and designed sets and wrote scripts and hired actors and made movies. 
He found camera tricks and used them to his advantage. He made stop motion, slow motion. He superimposed images, dissolved, faded, used double exposures. It was a creative period for him. He, in the span of 13 years, made over 400 movies, including ones like Cleopatra, Christ Walking on Water, Hamlet, and Voyage to the Moon. The year was 1902, and on this day, September 1st, George Méliès introduced his sci-fi adventure La Voyage dans la Lune, 1902, one of the first sci-fi films to audiences in France. The Voyage to the Moon is a simple story. In it, astronomers gathered to witness the lecture of the professor Bonfouilly, played by Méliès. The professor tells the scientist of his plans and draws on his chalkboard the fantastical idea that he is going from the Earth to the Moon. The astronomers applaud the idea and Six agree to go on this trip with him, but how do they get there? A giant cannon, of course. A giant cannon and a giant bullet-shaped spacecraft are built, and the cannon shoots the spacecraft to the moon, and once they land on the moon in one of the most recognizable images of the silent film era, they are able to exit the craft and explore the surface. Once on the moon, however, there is an explosion, and they are startled by it and decide to go to sleep. They are awakened by a snowstorm, after which they explore a crater, and find giant mushrooms, waterfalls, and even a river. Behind one of these mushrooms is a moon creature. It leaps out and scares the scientists. The professor hits it and it vanishes in a puff of smoke and more appear to take the astronomers to their king as prisoners. The scientists have to fight their way out and get back to the rocket where they escape from the moon by rocking the rocket off of a cliff, dropping it back home to Earth into the ocean for a water landing. And this is all while the professor is dragged to Earth by a rope tied to the rocket. When the travelers do return to land, they do so to a parade in their honor, having achieved fame and glory. And while this film may have had a happy ending, it was not the same for Melier. While Melier had made the film and planned to show it around the world, men who worked for Thomas Edison had already seen the film in London, and after bribing the projectionist were given the film, they made copies and began showing it all over North America. The growing film industry, his lack of monopolization of it, and the beginning of World War I, all brought an end to the film career of George Méliès. He began to sell toys, but had quit film, going as far as to burn or sell all of the prints he had. He died in poverty January 21st, 1938. It's crazy to think of the influence Méliès had on the film industry. Camera and special effect innovations and being an inspiration to everything from Star Wars to Hugo like the great moon hoax, he played and allowed us to step into imagination, to dream, and to see the world and other worlds in a way that was previously unheard of. 
looking back at the film now, it's silent and grainy, and the effects could be done by anyone with a camera and a computer, but there's still a magic to it. It still brings a feeling of suspense, and it's thrilling to watch. And at only 13 minutes, it's well worth your time. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was Audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me at social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.